Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Hey, the kids needed a well-deserved break, and my voice is actually coming back, so I thought I'd do this one by myself. I have to admit, I do like Halloween a bit and have been known to put a motorized skeleton playing the guitar on the front porch sitting on a bale of hay to scare kids when it's activated as they pass by. Maybe I got that from my dad. He liked to come by to the front door with a mask on when giving out candy and try to scare kids. He'd look out the window to make sure it was age appropriate because it was a scary mask, but there were a couple of times, maybe once or twice, it didn't really end so well. Anyway, it's been a long time since I snuck off and watched a horror movie. My wife simply doesn't like watching them. I'm not a huge fan, but when I was younger, there was something super scary about Freddy Krueger. Yep, that guy would come after you in your sleep. That was scary for me because when I got tired, there was no chance I could keep my eyes open. I can't believe Jason, right, the guy from Friday the 13th, is still around. The first one was in 1980, then part two, three, and the final chapter followed in 81, two, and four. There were, though, seven others since then. One of them pitted Jason against my boy Freddy in a big fight, but this year, after being away for several years, Jason Rising came out. The guy dies, he lives. He dies, <laughs> he lives. He dies again, and so on. Well, the first Friday the 13th movie cost about 550000 bucks to make and had a total worldwide box office of $60 million. I just read that almost 15 million tickets were sold. That's amazing. So, guess what? They produced the next one for a cost of 1.25, but got less than 22 million bucks in worldwide receipt. Still good, but not as good as the first. Can you ever be as good as the first? Okay, overall, the franchise averaged about $6.5 million to make each picture and grossed about $39 million each. They had 12 movies, costing a total of around $79 million and brought in about $466 million. It's not an exact analysis, as we know money in the past isn't the same as money today, and it's been going on for 40 years. So you've got to do that time value of money calculation, right? But that's pretty huge numbers. I was a fan of Freddy Krueger, as I just said. He had only nine movies, and they costed around $100 million to make them all, and brought in about $450 million. He started four years after Jason, so yes, Jason was first. And that's still pretty close to the Friday the 13th franchise. Those are both about a half a billion dollars. So the wife went with the kids to grandma's, right, Mac and G, and I went back and watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Pretty weird to see how much special effects have changed, and some of the frightening scenes weren't as scary. Like the one at the end when Johnny Depp, yes, Johnny Depp, got sucked into the bed. But I'll admit I did hesitate one second, just one, that night before going to sleep, thinking about Freddy coming to visit me in my dreams. I love to talk about money and try to understand these interesting money makers, and it leads me to investing. There is a bit of magic in movie making. As someone had to invest in the first Friday the 13th and the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Before streaming, you had to actually go to the movie theater. Investing is about seeing those trends or possible opportunities. And you're not always right. There's an old saying that you make all your money when you buy, not when you sell. It simply means that if you buy at the right price, when prices are down and nobody wants it, you may get a super deep discount. That when it's time to sell, you bought something at a huge value and you're going to make money. 
Now, speaking of movies, I think most of us have heard of AMC Entertainment Holdings, which was founded in 1920, I think in Kansas. They provide the movie experience in their theaters. They don't actually make the movies. But right now, they're trying to reinvent themselves just a little bit due to our current normal. And I think they're going to be watching football games in the theaters and they're serving alcohol and food and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, they got beat up with COVID because people stopped going to the movies as big crowds were a big no-no for the spread of COVID. The stock dipped to about 226 in 2020 right after COVID hit. And it was hovering in the mid-30s in 2018, or around $7 right before COVID. The stock wasn't doing much for almost a year after it, you know, tanked down to $2.26 and even went down to around $2.14 in early 2021. But due to many things, they almost peaked, yes, peaked at $60 in June. And they're currently hovering around $36. They've been part of that Wall Street bets thing, which was the group that propelled GameStop to enormous heights. However, the point is that buying at the right price is a very good thing. I would never tell you to put your life savings in something like this. Way too many questions. But if you were buying a little stock in the $2 range a year ago or a year and a half ago and could get out around 40 bucks, that's one heck of a return. I've said it before. Warren Buffett is quoted as saying, when there's blood in the streets, you buy. Definitely easier said than done. Now, this Halloween, we're dealing with a new normal. Can you say it with me? Supply chain issues. Pretty scary stuff, which has not only affected Halloween, but it will continue to affect us for some time to come into and probably through the Christmas or holiday season. The National Retail Federation tells us that in 2021, we'll hit a new level of spending on Halloween of over $10 billion, that's with a B, from $8 billion in 2020. That's huge. People want to get back to normal, but prices are also rising too. Almost everyone celebrating Halloween will purchase candy, with almost 80% purchasing decorations. 70% will buy costumes and around 45% will purchase a greeting card, wear a costume, and carve a pumpkin. That's a lot of dough. Even with Easter and Valentine's Day far in our rearview mirror, Halloween is the biggest candy holiday of them all. Hershey's announced a price increase this year on many chocolate bars, kisses, and seasonal shapes for the 2021 holiday coming up. With as crazy as things have been, this hasn't happened since about 2014. Back then, there were four major factors. The reason for the price increase seven years ago was kind of interesting and a bit scary. So I just want to talk about two to let you know how certain things can affect prices. One was that cocoa production was essentially in question a little bit. The Ivory Coast of Africa is the biggest producer And with outbreaks of Ebola seven years ago in countries around the Ivory Coast, there was uncertainty if they'd have enough workers to actually harvest the crops, which would reduce supply and push prices higher. We know markets don't like uncertainty, and we know supply and demand affect prices. In addition, it appears that crops weren't as large as they had been previously due to climate change, which, as you guessed it, further constricts supply. Both of those are seriously spooky, Ebola and climate change. Now, understanding the issues surrounding an investment is a really good part of investing. 
Many of us know the store called Party City. Pick up some balloons, napkins, steamers, no, not really steamers, streamers, and numerous other party favors. It's open all year round, selling all kinds of supplies for the holidays. But Halloween, imagine this, is their busiest and most lucrative time of the year. I didn't know that. Seriously, isn't that interesting? What's wrong with us? I like Halloween, so I'm definitely part of that problem. I think it's fun being someone else for a day or two, especially a superhero. And one of my favorite memories is when I got the same costume as Grant when he was very little and surprised him at school. When he figured it out, he was so excited. Sorry, Mac, but I just couldn't put on a princess dress no matter how hard I tried. Stores simply can't keep items on the shelves. Some re retailers feel there's almost three times the purchasing from consumers this year for Halloween. Now, that can't quite be true because the total is 10 billion versus 8 billion. But they do say that nothing can be kept on the shelves. If we use what we've learned about supply and demand, we know that it drives prices. For AMC, they had the supply of seats in their auditoriums or theaters, but no demand. So the price is tanked. For Halloween, I'm hearing prices are being pushed up, but I really haven't been able to verify exactly by how much. Now, if demand is the same, but supply is less due to the supply chain issues, that will push prices higher. Or if demand increases with the same supply, that will move the price up as well. But when you have both higher demand and lower supply, that's a mix for disaster. Plus, the pieces to making these products and the cost to ship them is increasing, right? If you weren't aware, a 40-foot shipping container to bring items made from China, for instance, to the United States, was going for a couple thousand dollars prior to COVID. And it peaked at over 20K in early September. Prices have come down some since then, but those costs need to be passed on to consumers somehow because businesses just can't absorb it all. So what the heck is happening? Uh, I, I want to make sure you're not going to be inundated with information, but that we still keep this kind of fun. So how about a couple of fun items? The Wonderly Candy Company of Philadelphia invented a tricolor candy in the 1880s. Any idea what that is? It became a phenomenon when another company brought it to the masses in 1898 and called it, do you know what it was called? Chicken feed. It was sold in boxes with the slogan, something worth crowing for. It was put out in the autumn because it was associated with harvest time. And in the 1950s, it became an intrinsic part of Halloween. That's candy cord for you. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Now, popular costumes this year, Marvel Comics characters. I saw a man, a witch, a rabbit, Cruella de Vil, Harley Quinn, and Cowboy. If you don't know who some of those are, you might need to talk to the kids. Now, weird costumes this year? <laughs> I had to look at that one. A Flaming Hot Cheetos was a good one that made me laugh. The Rubber Chicken, a cockroach, and one of my favorite foods of all time, butter. But there are a lot of weird costumes out there because you can buy just about anything if you have an imagination. Well, that's about it. Enjoy. And thanks for being here. Watch your spending over Halloween. It's one day of fun that may cost you all year long if you are not careful. So be careful. Have a fantastic week. And make sure to stay away from anyone looking like Jason or Freddy. <laughs> and see you next time for more Money with Mac and G.